Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Cashin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, how are you on this very fine day? Uh, I'm out here. It is hot. It's continuing. You know, it's cooled down in Chicago. Oh, it's still hot, but so, it's cooled uh, down a little bit here. You you wanna you wanna hear something that's not interesting to anyone, but I'll tell you anyway. Yeah, because I'd love to get your opinion on this. Great so, way to start a podcast. I am uh, a fan of just watching cooking videos and trying okay. to learn how to how to better better my cooking skills so i was listening to a very old video of a man who is no longer with us and anthony bourdain he was talking about rest in uh, power the best uh things to get when you were in new york city like the best places to eat the best what you should what you should be looking to get okay and he said you should get a a dirty water hot dog okay and then he he says they're not the best hot dogs the best hot dogs are in chicago well that's true so would you agree with this, Michael? That's absolutely 100% true. Not only does Chicago have the best hot dogs, but it also has the best pizza. So, and I'm not talking about, you know, a lot of people to think about deep dish pizza, which by the way, if you don't like deep dish pizza, sh- fucking jump in front of a bus. It's delicious. You can only eat one slice. Like don't be a weirdo and eat two slices. That's like five meals. Um, we're aware of that as Chicagoans that you can only eat one slice and it's like a special occasion thing. We don't eat it all the time. The real Chicago pizza is tavern style pizza. It's nice, thin cracker crust. Um, that is, if you come to Chicago, the true pizza to get. Um, and it is better than New York. Any, any, uh, loser with an oven apparently can make a, a New York slice because there's one every eight feet in new york you can there's another dollar slice here and there but in chicago there are places where you can get actually good pizza that's hard to make and there are officially better spots than other ones instead of every eight feet is the same slice of pizza that's why it's better pizza and the hot dogs are all kosher hot dogs uh they're all delicious and um i uh i forget the it's it's, 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 chicago style hot dogs are very specific they got the pickle they got the relish and uh of the neon relish color I'm not a big fan of, of the Chicago style. Like it's, it's obviously good, but it's like, um, I think it's called like a prohibition dog. Have you ever heard of this? I cannot say that I have. I'm not a big, big hot dog person myself. Really? Hot dog, hot dog Chicago, not Chicago. Anyway, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's not a Chicago style hot dog. It's like, it's not called a prohibition hot dog yet. What is it called? I, I forget the style of this hot dog. Oh, here it is. Red Hot Ranch. If you're in Chicago and you've never been to Red Hot Ranch, uh, there are a couple Red Hot Ranches in town. Um, Red Hot Ranch is the best, one of the best cheeseburgers you can get in town, period. And I would say one of the best hot dogs you can get in town. Um, it is instead, of, it's sport peppers, onions, relish mustard ketchup oh no never mind yeah yeah no you don't get it with ketchup sorry i'm looking at something else what the fuck am i talking about um it's sport peppers 
spore peppers, onion, mustard, and they put two hot dogs in the bun, Tyler, and they cover with fries. Oh, that that seems just seems like a meal and a half right there. Yeah, that's why everybody's fat in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, like that's the whole deep dish thing. I swear, if you ate that every day, you your heart would explode when you were like thirty. You'd be dead. I don't. I can't remember. I probably haven't had a deep dish slice in two years. It is delicious, though. I'll give you that. But yeah, no. If you go eating that all the time, you're you're just kiss your own butt goodbye. It's fantastic, and I think the reason we're talking all this uh, talking up Chicago so much is because Chicago North, uh, aka the uh, NBA champions, Milwaukee Bucks, is today's show. We are uh, talking about um, finally. By the way. Shout out to Milwaukee Bucks. I don't want to. I don't want to throw any hate uh, Milwaukee's way. Milwaukee's a cool town. They got great sausages in Milwaukee. If you ever make your way up to Milwaukee, um, probably got great hot dogs too. I, I would assume um, Milwaukee always considered Chicago North by the fans of sports in the Chicago. The Bucks should no longer be considered that at all. Obviously, Giannis, multiple time MVP, Finals MVP. Um, they are pretty much running it back for the, I would say for the most for the most part ish, but they did lose PJ Tucker who did play a decent uh, role on the team. They got Bobby our, our boy former Chicago Bull Bobby Portis shout out uh, uh, NBA champion Chicago uh, uh, Bobby Portis. Um, he is re-signed on this team. They're bringing in George Hill and the loser moron grayson allen and rodney hood and semi ojale okay shout out semi ojale yeah you don't want any of those players for fantasy though like none like zero absolutely none here we are talking about fantasy um there's only a handful of players you're gonna want for milwaukee um and let's just i mean let's just talk about the man the myth the legend uh probably will go down as one of the top players to ever play uh, one of the more dominant players ever play a game, probably want to be the well, probably the top player ever play. Uh, one of the top players ever play the game, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, if you were a Giannis lover back in the day, it's really paid off for you in those dynasty leagues. You're just sitting there with a 26 year old, two multiple time MVP, Finals MVP. Um, Giannis is that's awesome that's awesome for you in the dynasty leagues in a redraft league, though, he is a very, in in your dynasty leagues, I guess it's a very specific, still a very specific build. Um, The free throws are still a kind of a killer and the three pointers are still hovering around one, but the fact that they got to one is, is quite frankly impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's still just like a, pretty big negative just because everyone else is shooting so many more but um so yeah he's bad at two categories and elite in six yep you if you wanted to build a team around those six categories field goal percentage points rebounds assists steals blocks you can you could take Giannis number one overall I also, to. I also I, think Giannis gives you this kind of advantage to be really good in seven categories too, because you can make up the threes because they're not absolute zero. And yes, you're behind, but there's a lot of guys hitting a lot of threes 
they can kind of get you back in it, especially in head to head leagues where you can stream in, like you could always just stream in, you know, someone hitting three, three pointers and getting you 12 points and not doing a whole lot of anything else. Yeah. You can play it right. The, the, the categories that he's bad at aren't really bad. Like categories where you're like, Oh man, he's like Draymond Green's only scoring like eight points. That's murder. But you can't, you can't like, it's hard. You got to like really, really build the team uh, that fits Draymond Green in order to like come out even on points with Giannis with one three pointer, you can figure it out. A lot of three pointers to go around the league. A lot of uh, guys out there making a lot of three pointers. Um, I would in a redraft league, if I was feeling a little salty, um, I, I got Jokic as my number one. Steph Curry could be a number one pick. That's fine. Probably is my number two. We've talked about with the Brooklyn uh, episode, Harden, Durant, Kawhi. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen with their rotations, their playing time, their totals. Is Giannis theoretically the third best player to take in a head-to-head redraft league? Don't hate it. I'm probably going to take Durant and then, and then maybe Harden and then maybe Giannis. I would hate it if Giannis is the third guy, though. And like I said, like he just sets you up to be elite in those six categories, and he doesn't kill you so much in threes that you can't come back from it. Like I'd rather have him than Joel Embiid. I'd rather have him than Damon Lillard. I'd rather have him than Carl Anthony Towns. Like I just feel good about Giannis playing a lot of games. And so if I want that safety, I have no issues taking him third. Yeah, I don't either. Um, in eight category per game, he is still the 12th ranked player overall shooting 68.5% last year. Um, his free throws uh, very at volume, almost 10 a game uh, do hurt really bad in a Roto league, but quite frankly, I don't, I don't see how you can allow Giannis to leave the first round of a Roto league. Well, I mean, I think we just get to a point in that first round where it's like, who are you going to take over Giannis? Like there's just no one yeah. left. Do you really, I mean, even though Jimmy Butler per game finished higher than him, would you rather have Jimmy Butler or Giannis? Like, would you rather just be like, because like someone else in this league, and that's the thing about free throws in Roto Leagues. Everybody's like, I can't, I can't punt, can't punt a category. Uh, I can't go 5-4 every week, blah, blah, blah. Yes, because there's not a lot of strategy in that. Uh, Roto Leagues, a lot cooler. You should play Roto Leagues. But there's going to be somebody else who has a bad free throw guy. Giannis is going to be a bad free throw guy, but so is Luka Doncic. So is LeBron James. Someone's going to have to have Rudy Gobert on their team. Someone's going to have to have Westbrook on their team. And I would suggest not going all the way in, right? I would suggest not going all the way in on like all those guys. Cause like you probably can't get there. What makes more sense is to build a nice team of free throw shooters around Giannis and take you know, if you're in a 12-team league, get four four or five points because there's a handful of people with worse free throw percentage guys than you. I, I think getting a one in free throws in rotor hurts too much, and then you have to, like, draft perfectly. And unless you're in an auction league, chances are you're not going to draft perfectly. Oh, and I think, too, it just makes it – going for the one makes it meaning you need to get – nines tens elevens twelves in every other category and that's difficult to do incredibly difficult because there's always someone else who's just got a little bit better or quite frankly a lot better someone's got steph curry those threes are gonna fly someone's got um you know rudy gobert you're not gonna get those rebounds sorry um 
That is just the way it goes. So I think it's a little too hard to punt in Roto, but I still think you cannot let Giannis leave that first round on Roto. Let's talk about the rest of this team. Um, still a lot of, um, you know, older, let's call them veterans. I mean, Drew Holiday is a veteran. Chris uh, Middleton is a veteran. They are uh, NBA champions. And, man, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton overlooked almost every go-around. There was like one year where uh, Drew Holiday was like overdraft and like it burnt everybody who drafted him. And then Drew Holiday has been underdraft ever since. Chris Middleton's always overlooked. And I don't know how that's possible in a Roto League. Um, I don't know why you would be overlooking Chris Middleton. Tyler, because Milwaukee won the NBA championship, do you think Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are going to be underdraft again? Or do you think they're, they're finally going to be properly ranked? That's a good question. Probably underdrafted again because people are going to sell themselves on the hot young guy going in that, you know, second, third round area. And so Middleton and and Holiday are going to drop a little bit and drop a little bit. And, you know, people are going to want Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brown and this person and that person and Michael Porter Jr. And, you know, and then you're going to be looking and Middleton and Holiday are there in the middle to the end of the third round. And you're going like, why are these two guys still here? Yes. You're kind of, I think you're going to like fall into them. And we talked about this in, in some of the previous, especially around Drew Holiday. Um, not a sexy name, not sexy stats either, you know, but great all around. And like you said, some of the names, the Zions, the, Lamellos, they are going the shit. Even people probably like Jalen Brown even more than than Drew Holiday, right? Um, some of these guys, I think they're just people are going to take them more. And this this third round area where Chris Middleton and, and Drew Holiday basically live um, perpetually, a lot of people start taking risks in that third round. They start reaching, and you know, get give me a nice Drew Holiday. Chris Middleton on the turn at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth. That's a nice, that's a nice combo. And uh, I, I'm not going to be mad about it. Yeah. Like you're going to see LaMelo ball going over drew holiday and it's just going to be a mistake. Like LaMelo ball's ceiling is probably what Drew holiday does right now. Yeah. That's oh man. That's wild. I just, yeah, I just, I don't understand the idea of reaching for um, LaMelo like that, but, you know, I guess uh, it, it, it's going to happen. It's probably going to happen more often than not. And, and, and like, I wouldn't said, be surprised by the end. If we look at like Yahoo's ADP, if LaMelo is going like in the second and Drew Holiday is comfortably going in the third, like a whole round difference. Cause everyone's going to get hot on those young players. Like they always do. They, they go, Oh yeah. man, God have the mellow. He's going to be great this year. And I'm not saying he's not going to be great. He is going to be great. Yeah. But to draft him in the second round when he finished, well, I'll tell you right now, he finished what? What per game, Mike? What did he finished? 62nd last year. And Drew Holiday finished 29th. Like, just give me Drew Holiday, man. Yeah, that 29, you know, that places you right there uh, at the beginning of the third round. Um, and then Middleton's 38 kind of there at the end of the third round. Um, I could see Middleton dropping into the fourth for a lot of people. Uh, I will likely roster these guys 
at least one in most of my leagues, simply because I'm going to be looking around maybe at the beginning of the fourth or the end of the third, I'm going to be looking around and I'm just going to be like, I don't know. Do I really want Jonas Valanciunas? Do I really want, you know, CJ McCollum? Do I want DeMar DeRozan, even though he's not going to handle the ball as much of the assists are going to go down? Uh, do I want Kyle Lowry, Miami? Like, do I really want any of those guys? Or do I want Drew Holiday, who's still hanging around because nobody wanted to pick that guy? Instead, they're going for the big names. Yeah, sometimes the not being the big name helps you. Yeah, I think a lot of um, I think a lot of people worried about maybe Chris Middleton um, falling off a little bit, and it's just not it's not happening. It's not happening at all. He's going to be, I think, 30 next year. And he's just settled into a really nice rhythm of statistically giving you exactly what you think you're going to get every year. Now, the steals were around one, and they've been around one for the last three years. So there was a big drop-off from when he was averaging about a steal and a half to a steal. And I think a lot of people soured on him after that year. And that's because his ranking severely dropped because steals is a hard category to get. But the rest of his production's the same. If not, his assists are better. His rebounds are better. Yeah, and there's I mean, it's not going anywhere either. Like I wouldn't even be surprised if maybe he was a little tiny bit better next year. You know what I mean? Just a few more assists, a few more rebounds, maybe he hits a few more shots. Like he's Chris Milton, he's really good. Yeah, he's fantastic. He is um just like kind of like a, a road like from a roto perspective just a great person to have on your roster like i would take him in the third round in a roto league for because he just does everything and he does everything really well yeah and that's where he should be going and i i guarantee he's gonna go slip in the fourth you know maybe even sometimes fifth round because people are gonna get hot on the zion and, and all that and they're gonna don't just keep finding players that they want to take over Middleton because Middleton's not sexy. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of those uh, holidays and Middleton's on our team. Let's talk about the rest of this roster. Uh, the Bucks. I like the Bucks. I I I wish nothing. I hope they repeat. I, I don't even. Well, you know, I hope the Bulls win, obviously, but I don't think they're going. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, instead, we are left with kind of like this uh, this group of sort of guys that shouldn't be overlooked guys that should definitely i think be uh at least one person who should be drafted who um once again overlooked brooke lopez now brooke lopez is i think overlooked for a very different reason and that and that reason is he's averaging 12 points a game um he doesn't give you hardly any assists but last season his blocks were still around 1.5 and the threes were around 1.5 with great percentages a weird player to have, especially if you're in a particular build where you're punting threes or you're punting. Uh, so you don't need that from a center or you're punting uh, free throw percentage. So it doesn't really matter that he's decent at that in eight cat. He finished 92nd overall. So a top 100 player, uh, mostly on the back of his blocks, which are hard to find late in the draft and his field goal percentage. So Tyler in a Tyler only draft, where are you taking Brooke Lopez? Cause he should be drafted. Man, he's such just a weird player, too. Like, in a head-to-head league, it's weird rostering because, like, he's a center who gets you blocks, but, like, no rebounds. So, 
it makes it hard to kind of pick him and, and really want him. I mean, I guess if you're like in a pinch looking for rebounds, but honestly, like he's probably going to go in the draft just featuring me probably somewhere in the 75 to 90 range, like right about where he finished last year. Like I think he's going to be basically the same player and it would depend on what team needs what, but you know, I could see him slipping maybe even to a hundred in the draft just because he doesn't, he, he offers something that's very specific to your needs, I think. And that's, uh, always makes guys go down a little bit because there's really only one or two teams that need what he's offering. Yeah. And there is, there is, he's is such an incredibly unique player. Uh, like you're saying, I almost think you can't consider, I mean, this is positionist basketball these days. You really can't consider him a center because, you know, five rebounds a game, you want your center to get you more than that. You almost want to consider him like a guaranteed utility player or like think about him as like a, uh, kind of like one of the, like a, a Nerlens Noel-esque forward who just like comes in and gets limited minutes and gets you blocks. Except for Brook Lopez is going to get you points and blocks. Um, like, and threes. So he he's kind of like your utility bench style players and anything after 80, I mean, especially if you just need a filler for blocks, like that's a great spot. I'd, I'd much rather have Brook Lopez than... Mitchell Robinson. Oh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, sadly, uh, injury, did not get to play uh, in the finals, did not get to play down the stretch uh, of the playoffs, and um, also is kind of another weird streaming player. He's very young. He's likely uh, going to start, but with the addition of George Hill, uh, Rodney Hood. Well, I guess how long was George, was George Hill on the team before this? Oh, well, a couple of years ago he was, but not last year. He got, yeah, traded, see, that's, that's he got what, traded to the Sixers last year, and then he never played in the playoffs, I don't think. Yeah, that's what trips me up, is the, that he used to be on this team. But the addition of some of these guys that are uh, able to play, Dante DiVincenzo, 27 minutes and uh, 27 minutes a game, finished 142nd. And a steal a game, five re- six rebounds, three uh, three assists, two three-pointers. Little great streamer. Is he anything more than a streamer? Should he be drafted? I slandered George Hill. He did play in the playoffs like 20 minutes a game. Um, Coming after you. At George Hill. Well, he was on the Thunder, and then like he had that injury, and then he was limited to like thirty games last year. So, but I thought the injury happened during the playoffs, but I was wrong. It happened during the regular season, anyways. Don't they Vincenzo, man? I like him as an all-around like fantasy player. But healthy. That's the first thing. Like, is he good to go for training camp? This is a question I don't know that I know the answer to. Uh, I don't either. We should probably look into that. That's literally what we're supposed to be doing on this podcast, uh, Tyler. I, from what I've heard, I haven't really I heard he, anything on it. Like he didn't play in the playoffs, like you mentioned, and now like he's, is he healthy? Is he not? Like, I think he, I think he's supposed to be. Okay, so but you're that's right. Good. I, I have not, I've not heard officially. Looks, he underwent successful ankle surgery. Uh, but and other than that, like it, there is no immediate on-court impacts. That's what this says from Brew Hoop. I don't know. Should we trust Brew Hoop? I don't. You know what? Come on the show, Brew Hoop. 
prove it. I think if all signs point to him playing pretty quickly as a, maybe a slow start, but pretty quickly into the league. So I guess with that slow start, with the addition of Grayson Allen, with the addition of um, Hood and Hill, I, I'm not going to draft him. Yeah, no, I think he's more of a streamer. and I'm kind of hoping he doesn't lose his streaming prowess, right? Uh with that rotation the, the good news is the bucks play on a lot of those days where like it's only a couple games so that's true at some point you kind of just go for him because he's doing something same thing with like bobby portis like bobby portis gave 7.1 rebounds a game last year 11 points like yeah. shot shot a good field goal percentage like he didn't kill you he's gonna be a streamer again too i think just like comes in and gets some buckets get some boards like he's not anything fantastic but he helps you yeah i would agree um he's a streamer i wouldn't be drafting him and as for the rest of this team, uh, I, I'm not going to be drafting anyone else on this team either. Uh, I'm, I, I just don't think the minutes are there. They got the rotation down. Um, what about you, No, there's, there's really only four draftable players for me. And it's Lopez, Holiday, Middleton, Giannis. The Simi Ojale pickup is – I don't know. I'm just interested in Simi Ojale. <laughs> I don't know why. Simi Ojale is just a, an interesting player, man. He's just an interesting guy. He's 26. I think he's kind of good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of worried about just like that. Uh, is this a deeper team than last year? feels like it. Uh, I don't know. Mm, deeper than maybe when they started the season. Once they got like P.J. Tucker, and I feel like they yeah. were maybe a little bit better. That's fair. Know. Well, I think that's it for the Bucks. Uh, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, please rate, review us, or check us out on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Help support the show. We are going to also be doing mock drafts on Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. We already got a shout out for some people on Twitch. So shout out to them uh, for uh, contacting me on Twitch. We are going to be, uh, why well, I'm, well, I'm just playing video games. So like you can just watch me play video games if you're into that kind of stuff. But we are going to be doing mock drafts on there very soon. Uh, and we'll be back even sooner for the next team. See you later. Bye.